And what intrigues me about lenders, you know, bespoke lenders like like Autos, is how you gather momentum and, and the change of how you go and pitch for credit lines. Right? Yeah, so, the, I mean, initially we were, were very fortunate that we had we had wealthy private individuals who who we who we knew from years gone by who were keen to deploy money it wasn't actually that easy at the time to deploy money and get and get and, and get good you know interest rates had been slashed and um you know to get good returns on your money and and they trusted us to do that not least the fact that we were there putting our own money into it and these were good deals you know that we, we know what the risk reward um ratio was like back in in 2013 was 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 really good and they they would back us to do that the, the difficulty was was sometimes getting hold of them um these people are based all over the world and um they wouldn't always be available to to, to wire the money over straight away or to give you you know to give you the okay straight away and you, you know we, we used to say in our in our own minds we, we, it was 90 percent discretionary because we, we kind of knew they would say yes but there's always a chance that they won't be liquid or they won't be able to do it so you've really got to be on it um and you know, we, we were focusing in terms of deploying that money, we, we were focusing principally on the leisure lenders. That's what we called ourselves. And um, it was pubs and hotels. And we, we knew that that was an area that other lenders didn't like. And it was one that we felt that we could get comfortable with because of other experience we had. Um, we used to go to the Birmingham Expo and set up a pub um, that was quite popular. Mm. And, and over time, you, you, build up, you build up your name, you build up your brand, you make enough phone calls, and you keep on trying. And there will be days, and there were days when you'd sit there and go, you know what, the whip's looking really, really light. The only way of fixing that is to get on the phone or to get out and deal with it and fix it. It's not going to fix itself. It's only going to go in one direction. And, 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 and that's what we did. Um, we always wanted, we always knew that we would expand our offering because we knew that we were easy to deal with and we knew we were good at what we did. And we knew the experience of dealing with us would be different for but brokers. How are you, so you're going into um, institutions, banks, whatever, asking them for a credit line? No, no, not yet. So not at this yet. point, so no. Still... We, we were we were going to we were going to, to private wealthy private individuals, and we were funding deals on a funding loans on a deal by deal basis. That the funding that the fund um, came in 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 two thousand well late late two thousand and fifteen early two thousand and sixteen. Now. Um, Richard and, and, and a few of the other guys had actually in the past been paid by other people to raise money. That, that was something they had done before. So we were able to, to go out and raise that money ourselves. And what we did was we went to the people who were funding the deals. Um, they were irritated because they, they'd been missing out on deals. If they were somewhere you know, far away in the world and, and missed a phone call, they were, they were annoyed that they were missing out on things. Um, they were also getting a little bit annoyed at having to read the, the, the little summary teasers that we sent over to them. And their attitude was, can you just please take my money and deploy it for me? <laughs> Because I'm, it's a I'm, difficult, difficult problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bit tired of this. Um, f- for us, it was obviously it was great. It gave us, you know, back it gave us sixty million of firepower, and it was a real game changer for us because I got a lot of phone calls. Um, after the PR went out that we'd raised this fund, I got a lot of phone calls from people who I'd been trying to speak to for a very long time. And um, quite understandably, they'd never shown a huge amount of interest. And suddenly they were on the phone to us saying, how can I work with you? Because people, you know, good quality brokers recognized that for what it was, which was a massive achievement. And suddenly you, you really are, you're in control of your money and your reliability is, 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 is significantly better than it was and significantly better than a lot of our competitors were. 
Um, it took us to a new level. It was genuine commitment. We also, back then, purely for pragmatic reasons, we were conscious that there could be delays in terms of transferring the money which was held offshore um, and, and funding deals, and we needed some sort of liquidity line. So we went to one of the um, challenger banks, which in itself was just starting up, and we were their second client, and we got a small... Um, liquidity facility in place. Revolver to get a completion facility. It was it was it was a just liquidity completion facility so that we could draw down if there are any ever any delays between um, the deal needing to be funded and actually being funded. So again, it increased our reliability. It was it was a sensible thing to do. Um, and we made a couple of decisions at the time that have since gone on to be really important. And that was to put the usefulness of the credit line above the price of the credit line. So we looked and thought, well, who are we dealing with and how useful is it? How flexible is it? And, and how quickly can I change it if I ever have to? Who can I speak to? And that was significantly more important to us than price. And we've gone on to build a, a really significant relationship with that bank. And they're now another funding line that we have. So it's diversifying your funding lines and making sure those funding lines work. Now, by definition, with, with the fund, of course it works. And, and we still manage the we still have funds under management today. Um, you have criteria. As long as the loan meets that criteria, you can fund it. Um, and with the banking line, you've got to make sure that you're not so hamstrung with clauses and 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 demands and and, and you can't get the money out the door. Can you can't get the money out the door. Now it might be cheap, but but you can't use it. So we've always been pragmatic in that respect, and we've now ended up with 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 a real diversification of funding lines and, and able to say that we're a you know genuinely you know we're we're genuinely able to to, to fund the deals that we say we're going to fund. Um, so what do you think? You know the key elements of. Um, a kind of bespoke lender because that's what well, autos, autos are still you know from the start to now you still are a bespoke lender you've got to be you've got to be flexible and and it was really the summer summer of, of 18 that that was that, that I think, say summer of 69 I wish it was yeah. <laughs> um, I, should we do some air guitar yeah. um, I, I think um Summer, summer 18 was when, because of course, but by this point we were, we were funding from investors. We we had um, we had a liquidity facility, and we we, we were managing. We were, we had funds under management. In 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 the summer of 18, we we brought in two institutional shareholders. They had a minority, but they have they have and have they had and have a minority position. Um, management, um, we still have the majority position. Um, but they came in as institutional shareholders, um, put money into the business. Um, I'd love to be sitting here now saying that at that point we took all our chips off the table, but, 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 but we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. I don't think and, they would um, let you either. <laughs> no, we, we, um, we, we, we put more money in as well. And um, at that point, um, we became um, also a balance sheet lender. We had a balance sheet lending capability. And I think that's absolutely critical because brokers want to know that they're having this conversation with you as a lender. So when they come in and they're talking about a particular deal, I think brokers are perfectly happy to have a difference of opinion. What they don't like to hear is, well, I agree with you, but, you know, the person who really matters who you're never going to meet and you don't even know who they are, they don't. And, um, and I think having a balance sheet lending capability gives you that flexibility. Well, it gives you consistency. It gives well, you absolute consistency it? and it gives you a fallback in that if we like a deal that for whatever reason doesn't fit with a funding line, well, we can still do it. And, and I think that that um, mar marks us out from, um, fr fr from a lot of other lenders. And, and the diversification of that position, I think, gives us the ability to do very big deals as well because it means you can sell down. I mean, we're always 
um, very respectfully batting away phone calls from, from investors who are saying, can we go back to the old days? Can you phone me up with a deal? Well, we can sell down positions to those people as well. Yeah, I think what you've created, obviously it's, uh, it's excellent, but the balance sheet, but at the same time it goes back to uh, the earlier days when you had the completion facility. It's about delivering quickly what you say you're going to deliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, because and it's not a, to not do so is not a victimless crime. And I'm always conscious that when I look at your team and you and your team, what your people are doing is 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 going out there and winning the trust of people who could pick from any number of, of advisors. They've picked you. And if we screw that up, what sort of damage have we done? Not not just to the borrower, but to, but to their advisors. I, I think that that's a crucial part of any you know relationship. So you've got a client broker dynamic, you've got the broker lender dynamic, and quite often people always forget about the broker lender dynamic and the, and the trust and respect uh, uh, from it. So in the yeah. bespoke, you know, with large lenders, there's no issue with what they are. But they're, they're faceless. It's yeah. not their money. They're, they're, they're processing stuff. With bespoke lending of what you're doing, you know that dynamic of the broker lender relationship has got to be uh, uh, understood and trusted to relay back to the broker client. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, and if it's not all the same, you know, there's a problem and things won't happen. And I think that when we when we talk with with colleagues at Altus, and uh, is is I still remember when the phone didn't always ring. And, and of course, you're now in a busy office. We've got lots of people. We've got, we've got offices in Belfast, Glasgow. We've got a guy in Manchester. We, we, we've, got, we've got all of this, right? And the phone rings all the time. And that, but, but every time that phone rings and there's somebody at the other end saying, I want to do business with Altus, um, that's a privilege, that's a massive achievement, the fact that somebody has sat there and phoned our number and wants to speak to us. And it's, it's, it's just getting across to everybody to say, make the most of it, because this could be our next Arkenco. <laughs> um, you know the people that we, we've done so many, you know, tens of millions of pounds of business with you. This could this could be the next one. So don't take that for granted. And I hope that we never we we never get too far away from that from we, that. We don't that want memory. any more Arkenco's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want them, <laughs> one, one Arkenco is good enough <laughs> exactly. for the market. <laughs> um, but I, I think also in the back of your mind, though, Andrew, and, and I think you feel like this as well. You, we we as management would if if. If anything happened, and this is a this is a I think one of the reasons why we've managed to to, to to get you know such good funding lines is we've put ourselves in a position where if we don't deliver, we're wiped out. Um, so I would be I would be knocking on your door asking for a job. You well, know. We're, we're upskilling is what uh, <laughs> it's called now. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we're, I can... we're coming on to that later. What makes a good broker in the in the future? But, I used to uh, clean the cash machines at Bank of Scotland. I could I could wipe your big I'll, plate glass. I'll, I'll probably used to clean their windows. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the growth of Autos, I think, has been um, really interesting to see. Uh, you know, a lot of lenders go for loan book scale and, and technology and, and centralised core thing. You mentioned earlier you've got different offices, locations, Northern yeah. Ireland, Scotland, uh, I believe now, uh, Manchester, yeah. London. I think that's all of them, isn't that's it? That's all of them, yeah. And what's the reason? Because, you know, you're, you're not, if you don't mind me saying, you're not, you're not a, a, no. a huge, huge lender. Why have you decided to go down that strategy? I think that there were two um, main reasons why we opened in, in Belfast and Glasgow is the offices followed the people. So we didn't think, oh, we want to be in, in, in you know, we, we wanted to lend in Belfast because we always felt that it was a big, and we still think that people are missing a trick, that Belfast, if you, if you know what you're doing, is, is a, you know, we've done some fantastic deals in, in Belfast. Um, 
and and there's a great professional community over there that you can really get to know in in you know in a few years you can be you know, really really quite well known there and it's quite very difficult to do in other cities just because of the way the the northern irish are as as, as a people and um we, so we'd already lent over there. And what we found was that there were some really, really good people who um, were available to work for Autis. And I mean, you know, we've had Shane Donnelly and Stephen Davidson and, and Nicola McCusha who are over there. Those are fabulous people. Um, that, that we, we they really know the market. To, they Most know the market. They're super well qualified. They're, 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 they're really experienced. And... Um, it's never a bad thing to to build an office around them and to say, look, have some of what we had, you know, build something, make something. I think it's it's the least they deserve for the for the contribution they're making for this business. And it's a good approach there as well. I so said they understand the market, but I think how you're different to uh, um, uh, bigger lenders uh, by volume is because we're talking about bespoke lending. There's the added value. And if you're not in Manchester, if you're not in Glasgow, if you're yeah. not in Belfast, you're not buying into their market, into their committing. community. You're not committing. Yeah. Uh, and I think when people, uh, if you don't mind me saying, pay a little bit of a premium rate yeah. uh, because they want the bespokeness, they want that relationship, they want the local understanding. And I think it's crucial uh, to yeah. be successful in, in that growth. So I, I think the strategy is great. I mean, I, I used to um, think that I knew a lot of people in Belfast because, you know, I'd, I'd say, oh, I recognise all the streets and I've held meetings in so many of these offices and everything. And until I walked down the street with Shane Donnelly, who, had, who heads things up in in Belfast and it's impossible to get anywhere because Shane stops every 30 seconds to speak to somebody um, and and it's made a huge difference to our to our, to our business over there and as, and as you rightly say Andrew it's committing it's saying that we really believe in this market and we will put our money and our commitment where our mouth is and we've opened up an office on, on May Street you know which has a proper frontage and looks like a shop and is it, it very close to the pub that we finance there? <laughs> everywhere in Belfast is close to a pub. Um, <laughs> I've never been there, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll uh, um, be local celebrities. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, but, but and, and this, this with Glasgow, it, it makes sense. Um, it's it's a, it's a huge city, and it's a, it's obviously earlier days there. But we have Colin Anderson there, um, who, who's 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 you know, who's Andy Thompson, they're, 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 they're building the business there. So um, it, it's really important. Um, and that, and that model, you, you mentioned, what I picked up on is your language is making it for their own. Um, you know, they're making, they're building their own businesses up there under the Autis brand. So uh, they are, everyone's accountable, but yeah. are they responsible for that balance sheet, that location? Uh, and is it that they're looking for, not just for the funding from Autis and the platform, yourself and Richard and other shareholders uh, are their mentors are their guidance you know is that what you know is that how you manage it thing is I I, it's funny because I I look at it the other way I think we all learn from each other and when um, I think you almost have to ask them if they if they look at us and see I think they look at us and they respect what we've built Um, but at the same time I, I I what we're trying to what we're trying to get to at Autis is and I think this this showed especially during lockdown when we started to appreciate each other um, because you inevitably lean on each other. You're saying, right, well, you're now all at home. At least we were for a, for a few months. Everyone's at home. And, and we realized that individual motivation was so important to say, right, what, you know, are, you, are we happy with what you're doing? Have you got a goal? What, what are you motivated by? And I think it's true that, the, the, that saying to somebody, well, you're building your part of our business um, 
it's a big responsibility for them and it's, it's hugely motivating and people have definitely they've definitely responded well to it because they've done they've done a fantastic job but it's also carving out niches this industry is so crowded you know what it's like um you, you've got to carve out niches you've got to make yourself different Other, otherwise it's a question of well you know can you be the cheapest well you might be this week but you might not be next week race to the bottom yeah race to the bottom and pricing or or, or do, you, do you do you shoot up the ltv curve and and that's not particularly sensible in in my view either nor is it necessary because it's 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 these are only capturing the risky deals so i think it's about saying right how can we be different be different all the time everyone um in in our sector will tell you that they provide a good service and and many of them do um they'll all tell you they're reliable and many of them are um so it's about carving out your niches and saying we are genuinely different in this area yeah 100 i completely agree um let's move on to we've spoken a lot about the um uh lending market Let's reverse it onto the broker market. And, you know, from your point of view, rather than my point of view, how do you see that broker market changing? You know, now, over the last decade, it's changed massively, but, you know, a bit of a summary on that, how it probably has changed or it has changed, to where do you see that broker market going? I think that the... It's really hard to say because a lot of my predictions in the, in, the, in the broker market over the last few years have been wrong. I thought that it would be more heavily regulated um, than it has turned out to be the thing with um with with brokers i think that clients are going to look increasingly at what value the broker is adding and i don't want to talk at all disparagingly about people i'm very very grateful for their business and, and continue to be grateful for their business but there's a huge difference between the role that different brokers play in in the life cycle of, of the client's loan and i think where you guys are concerned you do an you do a real job for those for those borrowers, you you search the market, you have your knowledge, you advise them, you stay involved in the documentation, you, you help on the practical side of things, and you also make sure that you refinance them at the end. So there's there's no damage done to, to them or to us. It's always good to get your money back. Yeah, right? exactly. You learn that with Calping Singer Freelander. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I think that the um, I think those sorts of brokers, as 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 people start looking at more difficult situations when it's about structuring things, um, when it's about crafting an outcome rather than just placing a loan, those sorts of brokers are going to become really valued. Yeah, I, no, I agree, obviously, for me, it's without sounding biased from an Arkenco side, but, uh, you know, I've seen in the last decade a huge professionalism uh, uh, develop within yeah. the broker market. Um, uh, what I see is really important and the better brokers really understand who they're dealing with. It's not just about price. You know, the relationship's key with your team, you and your team, understanding your funding lines, how you work, and the trust of delivering yeah. com- uh, uh, to the client. Uh, uh, and to me, the, the broker market, you mentioned regulation uh, earlier on, is, it is hugely important as a guidance uh, uh, for it in, in, in certain ways. I don't believe it has to go to the same strengths as a mortgage market, uh, but it should be there as a benchmark. Uh, and that has come in. And, yeah. and that, that has not just about protected the customer, it's given them a better professional service, which they pay for. Yes. Uh, uh, so regulation does have a part with it. Um, technology as well. You know, I think our businesses, um, I suppose if you look at my business 10 years ago to where it is now, I've still got a desktop, a phone, uh, and a pad of paper. Uh, but there is other tech behind it. How do you see the uh, technology affecting autos? You know, it's, it's, it's funny with technology because I, I have sometimes have to remind myself that my phone works for me. Um, it's not the other way around. And 
we, we have this conversation all the time at, at Orsis, how do we best work? Like, let's always challenge this, efficiency, how we manage tasks. Um, technology works for us. And I think it's made a huge difference. Um, and I think it can be deployed for, for mundane, repetitive tasks that have to be done right. So we, um, and we were joking where we were saying, well, we're now, tech, we're now a tech company because we're, so we're worth at least 10 billion pounds. Um, because we- We, <laughs> we get we, higher value on tech. <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. So we, we, we designed a little, um, a, a, little, a little system recently that um, obviously I, I can't speak about. Put a website. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> this is something NASA would be proud of, Andrew. Um, it's, it's, it's a system to search some databases and it's something that we um, we built internally really as a bit of a project to say right how can we how can we um, how can we use technology to save time and obviously we always we always use the likes of a smart search we, we use various um, you know KYC systems that, that, that all lenders use and they play a massive role because it takes away risk and it makes it quicker and easier for customers and, and that that's basically the point. But what we um, what we see in technology is to say, right, look at how you're working and how you can best use your time and use technology like a machine to help you do it. What I don't think um, technology can do is draw on the experience that you had eight years ago um, where you know you did a certain thing and it didn't work out quite the way you expected because of X and you're seeing X mirrored here and that's why you're uncomfortable. Um, technology doesn't really, as far as I'm aware, machines don't have gut feelings <laughs> um and and i think that that side of thing will never be will, will never be replaced you'll always need a not but, but it's not just about having a person in there it's about having a person who who's done it and been there and done it so um i think technology d- does have a role to play and the companies that and i don't think the companies that are focusing on technology disagree with me i don't think they're suggesting for a moment that 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 it, that it will replace it and obviously if you're doing car loans it's not practical to have every single um every 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 single loan assessed by a human being but in our industry because it's got to be done quickly and because there's always a crinkle and because there's always something a bit different then as long as we use it to actually save ourselves time do the mundane task and don't kid ourselves um that it can it can take over from 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 proper underwriters i think it'll be i think it'll be it'll be i think it'll be be, be a huge part of things going forward yeah speed and underwriting are important but i also think from the client side you know some people might just think i'm i've got the money i don't care about anything else yeah a lot of people out there clients borrowers actually the serious ones want to see the whites of your eyes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, and uh, and so I don't think that will ever stop. Uh, not in the specialist finance market. No, and it's funny that talking about like the funding lines. When we launched the fund in 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 2015-16, and we got some phone calls from people, really big hitters in the industry, and um, and and that was that was that was great. But it sort of died down, and. But we started mentioning it because we thought, you know what, this is going to be big. And you know, we, we now, we've got funds under management. We're a different league. And um, I would say most of the time people just weren't interested. It's like, well, big deal. So what? You know, you, so-and-so has money as well. Yeah, yeah, but ours is, ours is committed and, and no one was interested. But people are interested now because I think we've been through Brexit and we know what happened at Brexit. We've been through COVID. We know what happened then. People want to know that you're going to be there People are starting to think. I can't guarantee that something bad won't happen during the course of this 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 underwriting process. Yeah, committed funds are very very important. Yeah, uh, to, and I think and people are, people are realizing that. Um, 
and and maybe we would have grown quicker i think if we had been um you know if we'd adopted a different approach to to underwriting i think we could be significantly bigger than we are um but it's impossible to to, to strike that balance yeah, and, it's also about what you want to create yeah you know it's uh, you, you you may not want to create a 200 people workforce you just no. uh, you know you um i don't I would like, I tell you, my goal with Arkenco is if I could get 25 solid advisors all producing at the same time, yeah. which I haven't, which I haven't <laughs> achieved yet. <laughs> and it only sounds 25, but it's still a big task. Yes, And, and that's my goal. And I, I think we'll have a great business. It's not all about being 200 people strong. No, um, absolutely You not. know, turnover is one thing. Profit is another thing. But it's also not just about profit it's about what you enjoy and what you want to create yes that's right uh, and i'm happy in uh, adding value in a smaller business well at 25 people if i can get there um uh, and managing that the way and driving the culture i want to do i don't think my culture will suit a 200 person business no no, uh, no I, I i i probably share that share that view both about you and, <laughs> and, and also, also 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 myself i think you've got to be honest with yourself and say what kind of a person what kind of a person am i would i succeed in in a great big company and, and i i you know i i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure I've, I've got any evidence at all in my career that i would um i think i think you want to feel closer to it and that's what makes us do what we do yeah i completely agree and uh, one last thing then so what's your you know in, in your at last, well, it's near enough 20 years now in your yeah. career, isn't it? Probably a little bit more. 21, yeah, 90, was it 99? so 21 years. You're yeah. into your third decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. What's the best memory? There's, there's, lot, there's lots of best memories. It depends where you're talking about something that you really, really enjoyed and something that was a real laugh. Because I went to the Monaco Grand Prix in 2007 and that was absolutely incredible. How were your eardrums after? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't worried about my eardrums. Uh, no, I was. I, was. I, I went once as well. Sorry not to name drop on that, but I, yeah. I, I just wanted to take my earplugs uh, out at the start line. Yeah. The worst thing I ever did, I couldn't hear for two weeks. Really? Just burst your eardrums. <laughs> it's still brain damaged. Yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, so, so I think it's, it's you, you, there, there's been real highs in terms of your various points in, in your career. There's been some real highs. I think that arriving in London and, and I came out of the wrong, I, I, I got the tube into London on my first day at work in Bank of Scotland and I came out and I remember seeing Canada House as I came out of the tube. I, I just happened to, to look at Canada House and whenever I walk past Canada House now, I remember that because that to me was, was a huge achievement. I'd, I'd aimed to come into central London to the bright lights and I'd done it. Um, yeah, I complete, with that one, I completely, I remember my first day, it was on New Cavendish Street, um, got the tube to Oxford Circus, walked down, got to the front door, I carried on walking past and went really? around the block. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great, I remember it, but yeah. uh, I, I didn't have the balls to walk through the front door. <laughs> you just carried on walking? <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. I did one turn and went back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's those, I think those moments have a certain purity to them and and obviously you look back at them at, at some distance now and and they and they're really meaningful and but i would say that the, the best memory in terms of success and, and in terms of what it meant i guess was even though we don't know yet whether it was how successful it was but um i suppose was becoming a balance sheet lender in 2018 that that to me was a it was a really really big achievement and it was a game changer and i guess looking back on it um, we, we at that point were a bit more of a, I would say, mature business. But yeah, you're, you're heading towards being a mature business and you look back and say, right, we've really, we've really built something here. We really have. And, um, and no one can say you haven't. Um, before that, there, there was an always an element of, well, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who've done it. But, 
But uh, there's a lot of people out there that have done what we've done. Um, but I would say that in terms of the point, that, you know, very, very rare occasions when you do actually sit back and reflect on, on what you've achieved, then I would say becoming one of relatively few balance sheet lenders in our sector um, was a big achievement. But, but I think that's different to the... To, to the to the memories which um usually have very little to do with um to do with work yeah, absolutely well that's the memories along the way but yeah uh, john i just want to say thanks for coming in thank talking you for inviting to me i think your journey's fantastic and um more importantly yeah, there's a lot of respect for autists within the market from you and especially for mark and co really nice so to say that. keep thank on you. doing what you're doing and uh, thank you very much thank you andrew yes, sir.